0: Well, sir, it's late afternoon as we approach the small house halfway up in the next block now. And here on the front porch, we find Mr. Victor Gook and his son, Mr. Rush Gook, swinging gently in the swing. The gentlemen arrived home from office and Baseball Diamond only a few minutes ago, and they're chatting idly about various unimportant matters. We hear Rush say,
1: Nobody can say for a fact oranges are more delicious than bananas, can they? No. Well, sir, Scott said it for a fact. Did you paste in one upside this noose? No, but I felt like it. Baboon. Oranges are more delicious than bananas, he says. Any half-wit knows that. Mm -hmm. Smelly Clark took him up on it. Look here, chum, he says. You go ahead and like oranges. I'll go ahead and like bananas. Who's in
0: the living room? Parker H?
2: Hi. Where you been? Next door.
0: Scott's? Who's? I was worried sick. It in my bones that you'd run away with the brick mush man and got married.
2: Uh-huh.
0: I'm still troubling a
1: little.
2: Yeah. Uh, what's his name finds you, Willie?
1: Yeah. We made connections over in Tampon so he oh,
2: He certainly raised an awful holler in the backyard after you left this noon. Rush, rush, rush! I went out and shushed him up. Mr. Donahue had just come in off in a Kansas City freight dragon, was in bed trying to sleep. He's got
1: an awful loud voice on him, that
2: guy. I'll say. Did <laughs> you tell you your mother scolded him? Uh-uh. Well, I did. You'll have to quit that yelling, I says. The man next door wants to sleep. Rush isn't home.
1: Mm.
0: Who are you talking about?
2: What's his name? You know. Sonny, wouldn't you like to sit on the railing and let Mother have the swing? What's
1: room for three?
2: Oh, not without crowding in like sardines.
1: <laughs> Shucks. I was here first.
2: Do you want me to perch myself up on the railing?
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Big news from next door.
1: Really?
2: Mr. Donahue went to work. Oh, thanks, Willie. Mm. I said this was a rotten, skimpy port swing when we first bought it.
0: What did Brother Donahue go to work and do?
2: Something I bet nobody else ever done in the last nine million years.
0: You intrigue
2: me. He asked the railroad company to give him his old job back. Go on. Here he is, the monstrous, big, important traveling inspector of locomotives. And he sent an application into the officials, requesting they let him go back to being an ordinary engineer like he was before his promotion.
1: I want to know. Astonishing! Hey. It's only really
2: Clark's uncle's chap once found
1: himself in a I situation. I'm telling you much.
2: Oh. Think of the salary part.
1: He returned to his old salary. Eh?
0: Of course. Well, quit keeping a fellow in suspense. I'm on needles and pins to learn Simply why he
2: couldn't wa- stand the gap. Oh. Simply couldn't stand the gap.
0: Well, I'm surprised. I thought being traveling inspector of locomotives was a lot uh, easier job than running an engine. Uh Uh-uh.
2: No? No, you can't sit down.
0: Traveling inspector of locomotives can't sit down?
2: Traveling inspector of locomotives can't sit down. He has to stand up. There's only two seats in an engine cab, see? One for the engineer and one for the fireman. Oh. Well, imagine riding to Kansas City or Chicago or St. Louis. Four, five, and six-hour trips standing on your feet. And hanging on to something to keep from being tossed out on the railroad tracks besides. Mm -hmm. For months and months and months, Mr. Donna, whose poor feet have been absolutely killing him, she told me. She said he'd come in off in a freight drag so exhausted he could hardly speak. Mm. Worn to a frazzle and haggard as a horse. I think I've noticed he's been looking older since he got promoted. In line with your remark, man. It was hard for him to make up his mind to quit, though seem like such a childish reason to quit. I quit because I got no place to sit down. Mm. On top of that, he didn't have to wear overalls. He was a huge, big, important traveling inspector of locomotives. A fine position. Railroad men looked up to him. Mm-hmm. And then the salary. <laughs> the I don't want to go back to a smaller salary when he can have a larger salary.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But Mr. Donahue's made up his mind. He'll take his overalls back and his little salary back and be happy.
0: Well, on it. You'd think the engineers and farming and let him sit in their seat once in a while.
2: No, huh? it's not done that way, I guess. Traveling inspector of locomotives is supposed to stay on his feet and watch the different gauges and meters and levers and stuff. Huh. Well, think of standing on your feet from here to Kansas City in a swaying, lurching, freight engine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: person has to hold on good and tight to the tender for whatever it is in order not to get thrown right out on the railroad tracks.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Mr. Donohue, remember, is no chicken. Of course, he's not old or anything, but he's worked hard all his life and has to take it a little easier anymore. Mm-hmm. Too bad, in a way. Mm-hmm. Too bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Mom, well, every once in a while, a fireman on an engine has to shovel coal. I should think when he got up to shovel coal, Mr. Donnell could grab his seat.
2: Well, it's not done that way, I guess. Traveling Inspector Locomotives is supposed to have dignity. It's up to him to keep on his feet. Oh. Tell you another bad thing, Vic, about this good situation he wants to give up. What's, that? Uh, clothes. Clothes? Ordinary engineers wear overalls. Overalls don't show dirt so much and a fella can wear them several trips without washing them. Traveling inspector of locomotives don't wear overalls. Wears a regular suit, coat, pants, and vest. Also a shirt. See, he's more or less the boss and has to put up a neat appearance. Well, sir, Miss who says you should see his clothes after a run. Even a little dinky run up to Joliet and his shirt is black as my shoe and his suit is so full of smoke and soot and grime, you'd think it was a gunny sack. Huh. Well, these clothes have to be sent to the cleaners, of course. And, well, I guess the bills they pay that cleaner every month that knock your eye out. hmm You've seen Mr. Donahue come home from the roundhouse after a trip, haven't you? Sure. Look like a hobo. Hey.
1: you people talking about hobos. Willis Rohrback claims he got so dirty one time, isn't not for shocked. There's shot- no
2: sense in putting your feet up on that pillar. Only makes ugly scratches on the paint. Besides, you're liable able to fall off the rail and break your neck. Oh. No. Sit civilized. Mm. It's just too bad. Here's a fellow that worked himself up to a fine, wonderful position with a dandy salary and everything else, and then has to hand it back on a silver platter.
1: Hmm.
2: They had plans for that extra money, too. Thought they might even have enough saved by a year from this fall to build a house out on Oakland Avenue. Hmm. Well, that plan will go up the flue, of course. Take him five years at Mr. Donahue's other salary to accumulate what's required. How does Ms. Donahue feel about her husband's decision? Well, she's disappointed, naturally. Uh-huh. But at the same time, she don't want to take chances on his health.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Wonderful little woman, Miss Donahue. Mm-hmm.
1: Smelly Clark's uncle Straff dearly loves to reminisce. I say about uh-huh. them feet. Oh, <laughs> my George, unconsciously I put Come my feet down on. again.
2: Uh, tell you another bad thing, Vic, about this good job. But uh... Mr. Donahue loses out on jolly fellowship with his friends. How oh, so? Well, mainly because he's the boss.
1: Mm.
2: Well, you take it when he makes a trip to St. Louis, for instance. Uh, yeah? At the end of the run, a fireman and an engineer go to a restaurant patronized by railroad men. Uh-huh. Well, Mr. Donahue, of course, goes along. All right. They go inside the eating place, and the other two fellas sit at the counter. Well, Mr. Donahue ain't supposed to sit at the counter. He's traveling inspector of locomotives. Dignity, see? Mm. He has to take a table all by himself. The counter is crowded with brakemen and engineers and firemen and flagmen and so on, all laughing and talking and having a high old time. All friends of Mr. Donahue, too. He'd love to join them, but he can't. He has to sit at his table with the white cover on it and... Watch everybody enjoy themselves. Huh. Day after day, that business. St. Louis, Kansas City, Chicago, Joliet, Alton, Peoria, every place. Huh. Oh, Miss down who told me it almost breaks his heart. Mm. So
0: uh-huh.
2: when you add everything up, it looks like the wisest thing to do after all.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Too bad though.
1: Yeah. Too bad. Mm. You people might be interested to
2: hear that Leland Richards plan. Oh, we have, to have groceries, Willie. Okay. Leland Richards... Let's go in the house and see what we need. Okay, Leland Richards plan. You want to stay out here, Vic? Oh, uh, might as well. Oh, don't make any noise, will you? Why would I make noise? Well, it's getting along for five o'clock. Pretty soon people will be walking past from work and you'll be hollering hello to them. Well?
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Holler, softer, just wave. Mr. Don who's trying to sleep and he's dead, dead tired. He can only stay in bed till ten and then he has to ride a freight drag to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm soft to the people that go past. Er, just wave,
1: mm-hmm.
2: will
0: you? Uh, okay.
2: Well, let's hop to the kitchen, Willie, and see what we have to have from the grocery store.
1: Which concludes another brief interlude at the small house halfway up in the next block.